The scripture for today is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 through 11, and chapters, uh, verse 16 through chapter 5, verse 1. Now I have to find it. Okay. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body for we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Here ends the lesson. Please be seated. Good morning. Oh, I feel way out uh, there. I'm going to come down here. Good morning. We are in a series called Most Quoted Bible Verses that are not in the Bible. Things that maybe you, you uh, think, is that in the Bible? Or I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible. Or it's in the Bible somewhere. Or people say that to you. And, uh, and, and we're looking at some of those and they're not there. And so the first week, uh, Pastor Tim talked about the past, or the phrase, God helps those who help themselves. And maybe, uh, maybe that's been quoted to you, or somebody said, I think it's in the Bible, or it's not there. And, uh, and it's, and it's uh, not the case either where we see God helping a lot of people that are in dire straits, that are helpless, that are in need. A lot of people that, you know, where Paul says uh, that I am weak so that he may be strong. And so that was that first week. The last week, we heard uh, the phrase, money is the root of all evil. I've heard this one quoted a lot too. It's in the Bible almost word for word except one very key thing. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. And so that makes a big difference. Money is simply a tool, but it's what happens in a person's heart about that uh, that is uh, the thing that's under the, the topic there in the scripture passage. This week we look at the phrase, this too shall pass. King Solomon was considered one of the wisest people ever to have lived. And there is a Jewish fable that is told, where King Solomon thought he would test his wisdom against that of his best minister. And so he tasked this minister with finding a ring 
that would make a happy person sad and a sad person happy. So the minister set out on this quest. And he happened uh, to enter the establishment of a goldsmith. And he asked the goldsmith, this is what I'm tasked with. Do you have such a ring? The goldsmith said, you've come to the right place. Then he took a ring that didn't have an inscription on it, and he inscribed upon that ring these letters, these Hebrew letters. Gimel, Zion, Yod. Gimel, Zion, Yod. Which stands for the phrase, Gam, Ze, Ya'avor. Which means, relatively, this too shall pass. The minister returned to King Solomon and presented him with the ring. And Solomon, smiling, took the ring from the minister, thinking that there's no way that he's found such a ring and I am going to be proved wiser than uh, my, my best minister. He took the ring and then he held it in his hand and he began to read the inscription, This too shall pass. And the smile went away from his face. For he realized that here Solomon was in all of his glory and all of his wisdom, but all that he had, his wealth, his possessions, even his wisdom was fleeting and would pass away. And so it made this happy person sad. But by the same token, someone who was down on their luck, downtrodden, maybe going through a difficult time, maybe didn't have anything, would think, well, this too shall pass. And so it could make a sad person happy. Have you ever heard that phrase? Or have you ever used it with anyone? This too shall pass. Maybe somebody is going through a really difficult time. And they're just relating to you all of these challenges that they're facing. And you're like, what do I say to them? And we're usually struggling for something to say to them. And so you, you find yourself saying, well, this too shall pass. Meaning, what you're going through, won't, it won't be this way forever. It can be a comfort to those who are experiencing great difficulty. Maybe someone has even said it to you. A few years back, I was going through some pretty significant health challenges, and it was consuming my energies, my time, my attention. I mean, just going to doctor visits and having procedures done and feeling the way I was feeling physically, it, it was this really heavy weight upon me. In the midst of that, and, and not to mention what it was doing to my family, in the midst of that, someone said to me, a year from now, you'll look back at this time and it'll be a distant memory. In other words, this too shall pass. I thought, are you crazy? Do you understand? How this is affecting me? Do you understand how it is consuming me? Do you understand what I am feeling and growing through? This may never go away. It feels so heavy, the burden that I'm going through. Then I thought, 
maybe you do understand because this person had gone through some pretty significant health issues themselves. This too shall pass. A year later, still dealing with some things, but I looked back and realized as the heaviness of what I was dealing with was fading in the rearview mirror, he was right. He was right. Nikki Golem is a young woman who has contributed to a blog site that is for people dealing with uh, health issues, whether physical or mental, some chronic. And she contributed uh, some, some entries to that. She, uh, she herself says she finds comfort in the phrase, this too shall pass. She writes, when you live with a chronic illness, whether mental or physical, or in my case, both, it may feel as though the bad days will last forever. It may seem that there are no good days left. That's simply not true. It's hard, sometimes impossible, to see it when you are in the midst of a bad time, but it too shall pass. It has passed each and every time. And she writes to her uh, fellow people that are there on that website, you survived it. You will survive this one too, because this too shall pass. That phrase, this too shall pass, expresses the impermanence of the things of this life, whether bad or good. Or otherwise. And if you look it up, thinking it's there in the Bible, you won't find it. It's not there. Though you'll find King Solomon, he's in there. He's a significant person within the scriptures. You won't find that story, that fable, where he sends this person out to the ring. What you will find is Solomon's expression of the impermanence of things, particularly in Ecclesiastes, where he calls it a chasing after the wind. The Apostle Paul utilizes this idea of the impermanence of things to encourage the church in Corinth. He writes, and we heard just a little bit ago, therefore we do not lose heart, Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Encouraging words. They're meant to encourage the people of Corinth. Maybe you find encouragement in them. But I can't help but be bothered by the way Paul speaks of our troubles. Light and momentary. I've witnessed people's troubles. I've walked with them through great difficulty. They are anything but light and momentary. 
you have experienced difficulties that at the time seemed like they were all consuming. I'm sure that, that you didn't know what would happen next, where you were crying out to God for this just to, to be resolved somehow. And yet, it just kept going. Or it felt like it just kept going and going at the time. Anything but light and momentary. So, being troubled by this, I did what any trained pastor would do. I looked up the Greek. You want to learn some Greek this morning? Do you want to learn some Greek this morning? All right, great. Good, because you're going to anyway, but. The word for light or lightness, that referring to the weight of something or the lack of weight, in the Greek is elephant. It is used in this spot in the Bible, 2 Corinthians, by the Apostle Paul, and one other place in Scripture. Interestingly, that's where Jesus invites those under the heavy weight and burden of a legalistic religion to come to him. For my burden is easy, he says, and my yoke is easy. Light, elephant. Elephant in this passage refers to Jesus' teaching, which is anything but light and trivial. Perhaps Paul, after all, is not trivializing the things that we suffer in this life. Rather, he is acknowledging them, but then putting them in comparison to the things of God and to a perspective that brings hope and life and strength in the midst of the challenges that we face in this life. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is temporary, uh, since that which is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When we are going through great challenges and difficulties, we can have hope. Not simply because of the knowledge, this too shall pass. It'll be over someday. What do you do in the meantime? How do you deal with it then? How do you deal with it the, when the weight of whatever it is you're going through is such a burden? This is where we have hope through faith in God. Because we see what is not just seen, but what is unseen, what is eternal. The eternal nature of God, His love, his grace, his upholding strength. And we, who have this, this treasure, this eternal perspective in our temporal bodies, in these jars of clay, in these bodies and in these lives that experience brokenness, we are hard-pressed on every side 
but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Though outwardly we may be wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. We have that perspective because of faith, because of the presence of God in our lives, because of God's upholding power and strength in our lives and through the support of others and through his word, we can have that eternal perspective. This too shall pass, yes, but in the midst of it, we have a God who loves us and who we can entrust ourselves to and who lifts us up. Let's pray. Eternal God, the things of this life are fleeting. However, when we are in the midst of difficulty, it can seem anything but light and temporary. Grant us eyes of faith to see the things that we experience in light of your nature. Walk with us in our times of trial. Embrace us when we can't see or feel you. And use us to encourage others. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who bridges the temporal and the eternal, who redeemed us through his suffering and death, and who through his resurrection brings us newness of life. Amen.